Hello and welcome back to another story time with Desi episode. It is so great to be back. Thank you to Core for last episode for filling for me. I am feeling a lot better this time around and I am so glad that they were able to fill in for me. And I do apologize for the trouble but uh thank you so much for the last minute call because I was sounding really sick and I didn't want to downgrade any quality of audio so sorry about that to our viewers for the unusual change I was not very uh, I was not feeling very well so I had one of my voice actors substitute for me as I still wanted to provide high quality for you guys so uh, yeah that, that was the dilemma last episode. <laughs> So, I'm back now. This is Desi speaking, if you can't tell. Sorry if I sound a little bit sick, but I didn't want to skip out on this episode as this is one that's hitting a bit close to my heart. As uh, I, I would just say that some big things are going down today uh, to give a little uh, spice to what you guys are expecting. But before we uh, start up this episode, I just want to say that we do now have an Instagram in case you viewers want to check out like some fan arts or even little comic strips along with notifications and other great things that you get from following our Instagram. Now we don't have it up and running yet, but once we do, you'll be able to see concert art, fan art, um, notifications from when we publish our episodes. And many other things along with it and uh, even though we don't have anything on it yet you can still follow us now so that way you can be one of the first people to follow us and see us grow as we expand our operation now let's get on to it with metal plague chapter 11 sacrifice dusk was upon us as the sun went out of view over the Gray, lifeless color of the stone that imprisons us. Entering the cavern, I ventured through a few tunnels and turns, gazing at all the exhausted faces of the orphans that worked all day in the dropping temperatures outside. Some of their faces were covered with mud from the piles of mud that formed due to the incoming dews of snow from the past week. Looking around, I see tired faces as they lean against the walls of the cavern to keep themselves from falling face first to the ground. After venturing in the tunnels for a few minutes, I stumble onto Gilbert, Lewis, and Nova, all huddled in a corner of a small cave corridor. Nova was more on Lewis's back as he leaned almost seeming to be hugging Gilbert. <laughs> Looking at the scene made me chuckle or smile at the thought of Lewis freaking out at me mentioning the scene to him if he ever stepped over the line. I turned to look at Nova, who shivered a bit as a cold wind blew through. I took off my bulky brown ragged coat and placed it over Nova's curled up body. After placing the coat on her, I headed back through the crowded orphans that huddled together for warmth. Walking out of the cavern, I'm surrounded by the spiraling stone and take a deep breath. White cloud escaping my mouth as it floats up to the sky, filled with stars. 
lighting up my dim and cold prison. Walking towards the edge of the stone walkway of the pussy, I sit at the edge and dangle my feet over the edge as I hunch my back, my hands folded in my lap. What am I to be, Mama? I look up to the stars and hear nothing in return. I'm not sure, but I don't think that they'll answer you. I hear a voice behind me. I see Nova there with my coat around her shoulders. She puts on a goofy grin and points her finger to the stars that lighting up the sky. I... What was <clears throat> I thought you were asleep with the others? I reply, a bit embarrassed that someone called me asking a question to the stars. Great, Hugo. Now she thinks you've gone mad. I think to myself as Nova chuckles at my stunned face. Taking a seat next to me, Nova pulls the coat a bit tighter around her shoulders and looks up to the stars. Beautiful, aren't they? She asks as she stares at the little slivers of light above us. Yeah, they are. I reply, joining her as we both begin to lose ourselves in the quiet scenery of the winter breeze, the soft crickets. And nothing else. In the middle of stargazing, I caught myself drifting towards the corner of my eyes as I looked to Nova. Yeah. That beautiful. Big day tomorrow, hmm? She says out of the blue, shocking me and causing me to snap back to the stars above. Huh? Oh, yeah. I guess it will be. Since tomorrow is when we finally get to find a home. I reply, a bit late for my initial shock, but then a thought hits me. Hey, Nova, how did you end up in the pussy? What? How did you get here? You don't need to know that. I know that, but I want to know. Well, why do you want to know? Because we've been friends for a month or two. Still, I have no idea what your life was outside of this prison. Well, what about you? How did you get here? I... I don't want to talk about it. Alright then. You don't need to know about mine, and I don't need to know about yours. I fall back on the ground with my back flat against the ground and my right arm over my forehead. I... We were sold. I blurted out. Nova appeared to jerk up as her back straightened and turned her head towards me. Back in our orphanage, Gilbert and I were sold from our home. I say, and... Nothing else. Silence remained until Nova took off a necklace that I never noticed before. She held it to her side as it spun slowly, allowing me to reach out and feel the bronze carvings on it. I realized it wasn't a necklace, but a locket. It 
also appeared to have a blue gem in the front of it. My face filled a bit with confusion as something like this would be a fortune for someone like me. It was a gift from my parents. Nova replied. She opened it, showing it to me once more. It revealed a photo of two people on one side and a photo of a nicely dressed girl on the other. They're your... Parents? Yes, they are. But that means you're not an orphan. I say in astonishment as I look towards Nova. But she looks away towards the stars. But even in the dim lighting, I could have sworn that I saw something glide down her cheek. I chose to be an orphan, Hugo. Why would you want to be an orphan? Because it was the only way to be freed! She shouts, jolting back a bit from the outburst as she continues her story. I lived a good life before all this. My parents owned a small bakery chain in London. Even though it wasn't a luxurious lifestyle, I loved it. Well, if you loved your life, then why do you? My parents were the ones I didn't love. They wanted to use me, Hugo. They were going to make an arranged marriage for me with some stuck-up snob, and I couldn't do it. It was my life, and I had no say in it. I had no decision, no voice. I was just a pawn to play. And when it came time for me to move on the playing board, I ran. After finishing, Nova started to cry as I heard her regular breathing, and I watched tears roll down her face. Leaning back up, I placed my hand on her shoulder as she continued to cry. Hey, it's alright. I whisper, hoping to calm her down a bit. After a minute, she slows down her breathing and wipes her face with her left hand. Sorry, sorry. But anyways, after I ran away, I was mostly in the streets until... Percival found you. And that's the story of how I ended up here. Nova looks back towards me with a small smile with one last tear falling down her face. I return the gesture and Nova looks back down to her hands where she held her locket. Hey, why don't you hang on this for me, will ya? Nova asks as she puts her locket around my neck. I let her place her around my neck, and when she finishes, she hugs me, ultimately stunning me as she walks away and back into the cavern. Staying in my spot, I can't help but blush at the sudden interaction. Sitting there and looking up at the stars, I prepare for what's to come in just a few hours. The sky was gray and dark while clouds leaned overhead. It's about noon now, but I can't say for certain. Since the sun was blocked from the gray clouds, so it was difficult to tell the time. But the one thing that was keeping me on track was the three carts that were being rolled in from the surface. Not many men were in charge of the carts either. Perhaps just two per cart. The driver and the one who was meant to gather the Nemean. Oh, Percival. You'll need to help your defenses once we're done. Once they entered the fosse, 
They called all of the children to come down and present any pieces of Nemean that they found. All of us carried a cloth bag. Some were filled, or most were empty. Lining us up in a single file line, they inspect the bags that appear to be filled, also marking a piece of paper as they pass each of us. Waiting for my turn to be inspected, I look down to my bag, which looked to be filled. Though, when I open up the bag to check on its content, nothing but heavy stones are present. Waking up from the bag, I look towards the carts and the inspectors with their backs towards the carts. The plan had already started. Looking at the back of the carts, Lewis and his men snuck past the inspectors to get near the carts. They swiftly grabbed the drivers as they tie and gagged them, taking them from the driver's seat. Once the last one was taken out, Lewis gave me a nod, initiating the next part of our plan. As one of the inspectors faced me, he held out his hand for me to give up my bag, and extending my hand out, I turned my gaze to the man. I take both of my hands and swing the bag high in the air, hitting him square in the side of the head, knocking him down. The others of course saw and were rushing over with arms and hands, but it never got to me since Nova and another orphan knocked out the remaining two inspectors. Quickly, load the carts with any weapons that you find, I order. All the children complying quietly as they load shovels, pickaxes, and other weapons we have available. I decided to take the gun from the inspector in front of me. Picking it up, I loaded with a bullet, ready to fire. Looking around, I see Lewis and Nova do the same. Are we ready to go? Yes, boss. Everything's loaded. Lewis reports as he hops in one of the front cards. Then, let's head up. I say as Nova and Gilbert join me in the front car as we begin our ascent to the surface. With Lewis's man behind us in the other carts and some children in the cart beds, the others trail behind us, forming a giant crowd as we march up to the sky. Making our way up felt like ages. Simply felt like years passed since I last saw the surface, even though I last came up here just a mere two weeks ago. I suppose that's what happens when you lost all freedom. You lose your sense of reality. Arriving at the surface, I slowly begin to see the dead and yellow grass of the surface. I hear Gilbert whisper shout as we feast our eyes on the dead and cold scenery of the surface. Not yet, Gil. We still have to make it towards the forest, but we're halfway there, I reply. Now on the surface, I can't help but take a deep breath as we enter the upper atmosphere. Turning the carts to face towards the forest, we make a slow path towards our refuge. Looking behind me, I see some of the other orphans in shock at the side of the forest. But when I turn to Gilbert, I see a tear glide down his face. I hear Gil as he stares at the forest on the horizon. Even after an hour had passed, we were just a few miles away from the forest, still moving at a slow pace to keep attracting any attention. We slowly make our way closer to the forest until gunshots are heard in the distance.
Snapping my head to face behind me, I spot several men in a very familiar figure charging towards us on horseback. They got close enough for us to grab onto. Run! I shout to the others as we snap the reins to the horses, pull the carts, and sprint full speed to the plane. Children start shouting as many pushes trails as they run towards the horizon. More gunshots are fired and more screams that go through the planes around us. My heart races, my ears drowning out the noise as they fill with my heartbeat and replace their screams with my mother's. Gilbert shouts before I turn around and lifted in the air along with Gilbert and the others as we hit the ground. My eyes go dark. Opening my eyes, I see Gilbert and Lewis lifting me from the ground to allow me to sit upright. Lewis quickly leaves us as he knocks several guards to the ground. Dazed, I stare at my surroundings. Smoke fills the air as my hearing slowly returns to me, and I hear gunshots, screams, and explosives, sending piles of dirt and rocks in there. Nothing but screams could be heard. And how desperate they were. One pleading for life as they slowly drowned in someone else's pleading. And then another. And another. So much screaming. It's too much. It reminds me of that night. That horror night that still plagues me to this day. The fact that I caused it bothers me. I caused this chaos. I caused this. Hugo shouts in my face as he shakes me from my shoulders. Wh what? I blurt out as I leave my day state. He shouts in my face, lifting me to my feet. Looking around him, I see that Nova isn't by his side. Grabbing my chest where her locket dangled, I rapidly look around and my vision begins to focus. Gil, where's Nova? I ask as my heart races without her presence. He shouts as he grabs my hand and yanks me in the direction of the forest. Dodging all incoming attacks and duels of the other children. We race towards the horizon, while almost getting tackled by a few guards. I hit them on the head with the butt of the gun in my hand. Still, the search for Nova never ended as we keep on running on the red stained plain. Looking on the ground beneath us, saw children with red splattered all over them. Tears in their eyes, but never blinking. What have I done? As I looked around us, I saw Nova with Percival a distance away from us. NOVA! I shout. I pull away from Gilbert's hand and run towards Nova instead. He shouts after me. I ignore his question and continue to run towards Nova, swerving past the fights and attacks. Please hang in there. I'm almost there. 
I say this, I raced at top speed towards her. Once I got closer to Nova, tears streaked down my face. Nova! I shout as I stand a few feet away from her as she holds a pickaxe in hand, along with her gun in her right. She turns to face me and she smiles as she sees me. Smiling back, it feels like we were safe. Then a gunshot was fired in red, splattered on the grass behind Nova, and tears streaked down her face. No! I scream, rushing over towards Nova. I pick her up in my arms, crying as she blankly stares towards the gray sky above. No. No, 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 no! Please! Nova! We're almost there! We're almost free! I shout and cry as her eyes are blank. And tears sit in her eyes, lifting my head from behind her head, covered with blood. And so is my shirt. You see, that's where you're wrong, Hugo. A cold and daunting voice says as I hug Nova tighter into my arm. Revealing himself as Percival, he walks closer as he holds his gun cocked and ready. Don't get near her! I scream as tears roll down my face. Percival stops in his tracks as he towers over me in the red earth beneath him. His face never wavering, a void of emotion, remorse, humanity for taking the life of a child. Don't play games with me. Don't ever think you're capable of that. Just look around you. This is your doing. Her death is your doing. Percival says as he leans towards me, yanking the locket from my neck, holding the locket, my body stunned. And when I turn my gaze to the locket, I leap forward and yet another gunshot is fired. Then I'm on the ground with a warm liquid running from my left shoulder. Nah. Before I get rid of you, Hugo, do tell me, where's the journal? Percival asks. Before answering, more gunshots are fired and Percival takes cover while firing back. But he gets shot down as a few bullets hit his arm and legs. Running towards me are Lewis and Gilbert. Gilbert freezes at the sight of Nova as he covers his mouth and face fills with disgust. He whimpers out as tears form in his eyes. Gilbert, get moving! I hear Lewis shout as he comes behind Gilbert. Grabbing me from the ground, Lewis flings me over his shoulder along with Gilbert since he's frozen in place. Running towards the forest, I see the winter wind blow against my wounds. As we move away from the battle, I see Nova on the ground and her skin begins to go pale as the dirt around her goes red. Wait, Lewis, what about Nova? She's still back there! I shout, but he doesn't turn around. Lewis, we have to turn back for Nova!
we we can't leave her there. What about Nova? Louis, turn around. She's in pain. Louis, I shout and begin to move around, trying to move my arms and legs and get out of his grip. I reach towards Nova. She's cold, Louis. I have to help her. Louis, turn around. I have to help Nova, Louis. Please, she's cold. She's cold. I shouted, scream, but nothing is changing. She's cold, Louis. She's cold. She, she's so cold, Louis. She's so cold. And that was it for chapter 11 of Metal Plague. I hope you guys enjoyed. It was a really heart-wrenching um, episode for me to write. Because of, you know, circumstances. <laughs> but I do really enjoy it. I really love writing. And as a writer, sometimes you gotta make sacrifices. And I'm sorry if a lot of you guys actually like that character. But I'm sorry, it was their time. Like most of our times nowadays. Um, and I, I would like to say one thing about this chapter. That it is a part of life. I will be playing and straight with it. That is a part of life, and you can never change that fact. You may chase after remedies or medicines or even potions or whatever to stay alive, but yeah, it's something that comes for all of us and everything. It's nothing to be afraid of, though. It's just us moving on with our life even if we may not be with the people that we love sometimes we still live a life it's just a life we live in a very different way all right enough with the sappy stuff i hope you guys really did enjoy this i had a lot of fun doing it it was very challenging actually uh <laughs> it took me a lot longer than i initially thought but Gave me a challenge. I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And before we sign off, I want to say that if you like what we do, especially what we did with this episode, since we all tried to give our best performance for this episode as a tribute to our lost Nova, please support us on Patreon where you can support us and also get benefits like shoutouts, uh, bloopers, and uh, digital copies along with other benefits that you can get while subscribing to one of our three tiers that range from three to nine dollars and it is a great way to support us and get benefits while you're at it get little sneak peeks at how we make stuff and the amazing bloopers that we do since we mess up constantly it may not look like it but we mess up constantly my audio editors can't vouch for that but I hope you guys enjoyed. I really enjoyed this episode. And I hope that you guys take my message to heart. Because I don't feel like it is the true one that a lot of people forget about. And yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm your host, Desi. And I'll catch you guys next time. Bye.